0: Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with rider guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in his province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. And I really appreciate you checking out this podcast. I love the game of football, especially at the grassroots level here in the province. If you like what you hear, please give us a review and share the podcast. My mission is to get our kids more exposure. We should be looking to highlight and promote Canadian talent in the game of football. This podcast coming to you from the Regina Sports Performance Center studio. Respect the effort. Join today at ReginaSports.ca. All our guests come to you on the Hammer Time Roofing hotline. Hammer Time Roofing is Saskatoon's only certainty five-star roofing contractor that is backed by a true manufacturer's warranty. Give them a call at 306-262-ROOF. Thanks to my other sponsors, Mark Greshner Photography. Check out his outstanding work at markgreshner.com. Face first medical aesthetics above Gabos on Dudney Avenue, a place they call Beauty Avenue, downtown Regina. Paul Waldo at Royal LaPage in Regina getting the real estate game with the three-time Great Cup champ, 306-502-5355. Double at Egg Sales in Weyburn. Give Corey a call, 306 842 Twenty-four oh six for grain hauling, grain marketing, and crop insurance. Thanks to John Ryan, punter of your Saskatchewan Rough Riders, local football legend, for getting on board with this podcast and for giving back to Regina Minor Football with this Gear Up with John Ryan Foundation. And from the Regina Sports Performance Center studio, it is time to head out in the Hammer Time Roofing Hotline and talk with former Regina Thunder defensive back David Froh, who now works with the Regina Food Bank. It's our homegrown segment for Murad Al-Khatib and the great crew at AGT Foods you were uh you were on the ground floor with that thunder team the regina prairie thunder back in the day randy shaw's the head coach josh shaw was there mark anderson what were those days like what do you remember about the ground floor days of the junior football team
1: well you know uh, 18 uh, 20 years past i suppose i reflect as as i'm sure we all do uh you know that we built something special of course the rams had moved up to university and they had such a rich and celebrated tradition. so so there was a gap, and there really wasn't a thunder tradition. So uh, certainly I appreciate that, although, you know, when I reflect on those times, you know, really, Ballsy, we were playing and pract- or practicing, rather, in the old uh, speed skating area in Mount Pleasant. So we didn't have access to the Rams clubhouse or even the Rams field. We were practicing basically on a piece of grass inside the skate track. And then us DBs on occasion would hop the fence and, and trash paths into Curry Field when there wasn't a baseball game. So we were lean. Um, you know, we were... I think someone bought the old Las Vegas posse equipment. So mm-hmm. that's what we sort of wore and, and practiced with. You know, and really... It was a crew of largely first-year players that came from high school, mixed with a couple of guys in their second and third year that had come from the Rams. You know, the Brian Gattons, the Mark Andersons, the Scotty McCullies of the world. But we were young, and we had no clue what we were getting into.
0: Yeah, kind of a team of misfits, but uh, definitely uh, something to be proud of, though. You know, we were a team of misfits,
1: and, you know, we'd come, at least I did, I came from Sheldon, we're in 2000, we, we won a provincial championship with a great group of football players, and of course, you you think you're on top of the world, but you have those wonderful high school rivalries, and then, of course, anyone that enters junior university football, you meet a new uh, band of friends, and so, these guys like Mike Story, and Steve Wilson, and Ryan Anderson from Tom, and the John Mackeys, and Eric Benson from and you and know, the Cabalist brothers from Campbell, really good football players, but what well, we all had, held in common was that we got completely and utterly destroyed those first couple years, right? Because we were so young, and so, you know, I I suspect they don't put kegs of beer on those buses anymore coming back from the road trips, but (laughs) that's what I'll remember. And You know, coaches like Ryan Hall and L. Johns and Josh Shaw, just great human beings that put that time, Sheldon Neal, into building a program and And honestly, that head coach, Scott McCauley, I I remember he was playing in Germany, and he joined us late that first year. He got off the bus, he had hair down to his toes, long, flowing blonde hair, and I, I... I laugh, I remember saying to Mark Anderson, like, who, who is this guy? And and of course now he's such a wonderful leader of human beings and they've built such an incredible program mm. uh, of you know within the community. It's, it's been amazing to see how that program has transformed.
0: 2013 champs, their only championship, hopefully they can get back to it. Hopefully we'll have a, a Prairie Football Conference uh, on the other side of this pandemic. So much of our football is up in the air. As a guy who loves football, who played football, how concerned are you about football not only at the cfl level but at the grassroots level going forward
1: you know well, listen i listened to mike thomas on the other weekend you know i like uh, most that played you know we spent have spent many years coaching high school and i got a little boy who's eight so i'm coaching flag football and, and i am concerned i mean i think football builds great human beings if i reflect on my thunder and high school uh, teammates i have Doctors that were teammates, and lawyers, and firefighters, and construction workers, people that volunteer in the community. But but I'll also say, as much as I love it, you know, I'm aware every day there's family members that are in the ICU and people losing their lives, and. No, we've got to put a pause to football for a little while. I'll, I'll have that conversation with my son, a hard one, about uh, patience and, and doing it for the doing it for the community. But I'm really confident we'll get back out there. Mike runs such a great program. John and Minor Football is, is such a great program. You know, it's not the little kids I feel for, Ballsy. You know, it's the high school kids, right? It's those university, it's those Thunder kids, right. uh, young men that are playing. I feel for them, but heck, we're we're getting close. If we all get that, if we all get poked with that vaccine, I think that's probably the best thing we can do. And uh, I'm pretty optimistic that late summer we'll all be back at it.
0: Let's hope so. Okay, so you've moved on. One good thing about uh, it's lots of wins and losses and all that type of stuff. But that's not why we play sports. It's for friendships and becoming a better man. And sometimes you say, well, that's just a bunch of lingo. It's not. And in your case, it's not. You're with the Regina Food Bank. Uh, Let's talk about uh, some of the initiatives you've got going on here this spring. I know you're uh, doing a series with different people in the community.
1: Well, I really appreciate the opportunity. You know, last month, we fed 11,000 people in this city, and that was the second-highest month uh, since the pandemic. And, you know, and it's one of those things, food is the ultimate connector. We know what it means to share a meal, and I've been really humbled and impressed by this city in terms of how they've supported the food bank. Never goes down, and so last fall we did the Mealy Meal Challenge. We saw, you know, the Neil Hughes and the Paul Waldus and the Dan Farthing's, and Getzlaffs and Coach McConkeys and McCully out there helping us promote it. But we also saw all these you know, young kids, right? And of course, across sports supporting the food bank. Uh, you yourself last summer were MC in Krugel Fest, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll be back this July. We're doing Krugel Fest again on top of the Hilton DoubleTree, and we're gonna we're gonna be playing rock and roll and country music. Uh, safely and social distance, but we're going to bring a concert back to everybody in this city, likely late July this year, and we sure hope uh, people get out uh, and support us. And, you know then I'll just say uh, you know we, we're out in the community uh, because of course as the food bank we we're always saying thank you you know we're, we're so humbled and grateful that we uh, collect uh, money and also food from folks but we're we're in the community right now with an initiative we're calling change makers and you know really we're trying to highlight leaders that are doing amazing things and organizations because we think' what John is just ready for some good news and so you know you'll see it on our Facebook and Instagram we started with uh, Craig Reynolds on, on how to start a movement, Ryderville. We've had the mayor, uh, Rachel Milkey, uh from Hillburg and Burke uh, will be up tomorrow. We've had the treaty commissioner uh, and every two weeks we just want to share a positive story of community building uh, and hopefully it's our small way of uh, sending some positive energy out there and I'm just saying thanks uh, to everyone that's helping us feed our neighbors.
0: That's awesome. Hey, just one thing about that Krugo Fest. That was one, of, you know, I've been doing this 25 years coming up here in June, and that was one of the highlights of my career, to be on the rooftop. Uh, with my girlfriend's son, and we. Were, I, I was MCing the uh, show, and it was the Sheepdogs, and it was a great setting, a beautiful summer evening. So kudos to everybody that put that on. Um, did that go as you planned? Did it go better than you planned? Obviously, it was successful because you're doing it again. You
1: know, first of all, thanks for seeing it. You brought, as you always do, great energy, and it was a it was a great time. It, you know, it was really special seeing everyone on those balconies of those hotel rooms. It was like that private box experience. People decorated their balconies. Yeah, we raised 15000 bucks, 45000 meals, but more. You know, we put a lot of people to work. People in the music industry are having a hard time. So we got those technicians to work, right? We got the caterers to work. And you bet we're doing it again. We're going to have some amazing apps uh, to announce. And really, you know, I, I think we'll have a little bit more time to communicate what you get. But in the end, you know, you get a meal, you get a room you get a concert you can expect to pay what you'd expect if you went out for your friends uh in any night and and we did it safely so you know i i can't wait to announce the acts again but i unfortunately i suspect we'll be probably one of the first live concerts again in this city yeah. this summer i'm, I'm hoping there'll, there'll be
0: others that's hard to believe man it seems that you, you sure uh i guess to wrap up what's what's one thing you took for granted that you'll never take for granted again
1: the smell in the Prairie Thunder locker room in two thousand and one. <laughs> there was no windows. That place stuck. No, what's one thing I took for <laughs> granted? I, I, I think quite quite honestly, it's it's given my friends and people I care about a big hug, right? It's just that human connection. And there are so many things that when we come out of this, we'd be so wise to remember. We're all in this together, right? It uh, doesn't matter how much money you have or what country you live in. We're all in this together. You know, until we take care of those with the least, uh, you know, I'm not sure how good we're doing as a society, but... Uh, I miss giving people a squeeze. I'm pretty proud of this city of how we come together and, and rally around things. Uh, it's in our DNA as as, as prairie folk. Um, you know we're kind of rooted to the land we always have been. And so um, aside from that smell, you know from a football standpoint, uh, I'm looking forward to getting together, ballsy, and, and having the cold beer with friends and, and seeing my son playing a playground with his friends uh, without a mask for goodness sakes.
0: That's awesome, man. David Fro, one of the greats to come through the Regina Thunder or Regina Prairie Thunder football team helping out with the Regina Food Bank. Thanks for this, my friend.
1: Thank you so much. Cheers.
0: It's time for the gospel according to Ballsy. Well, the Pittsburgh Steelers signed Coach Mike Tomlin to a three-year extension, and it has pissed off some of my friends who are longtime Steelers fans. And that's a mystery to me. I've always loved Tomlin. He's a Super Bowl-winning coach who has never had a losing season. As a Chargers fan, I'd love to have a Super Bowl winning coach whose team was always in the mix. A good leader's a great communicator, holds him or herself accountable above everybody else, and handles adversity. Well, I just described Mike Tomlin. This guy's brutally honest to a fault, steps to the podium each week, and holds himself accountable, more so than his team and other coaches. And boy, can he handle adversity. He had Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Big Ben together on a roster. He had no problem moving on from a Pro Bowl running back who was disgruntled over the money he was making. He had no problem benching A.B. because he didn't feel he got the ball enough. And did you know that Tomlin is 18 and 15 with his Hall of Fame quarterback out of the lineup? How did Bill Belichick do without Tom Brady last year? And Pete Carroll of the Seahawks, who will also go into the Hall of Fame, got fired twice in the NFL. How would Carroll fare without Russell Wilson? Not very well, I'd suggest. That's why Carroll put the kibosh on that offseason trade. Most teams at all levels of competitive football could follow the Steelers' patience. Patience really does pay off. Since 1969, Pittsburgh has had three coaches, Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, and Mike Tomlin. Over that span, the Steelers have won six Super Bowls, eight conference titles, and 24 division titles. Noel has a bronze bust in Canton, Ohio, and Cower will have his bust enshrined in, in the Hall of Fame this summer. Tomlin will likely join them one day in football immortality. That's a great signing by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And just before we wrap up this installment of the podcast, condolences going out to the family and friends of Warren Montgomery. He was a New Orleans guy who moved to Regina years ago. He was a chef that brought the Cajun taste and his love of food to this great community. Warren was also a football coach helping mold the kids of our inner city as he coached along with big Brandon Lamar, who's been on this podcast before with the Lakers of the RMF. Warren died this week at the age of 42 from COVID. My thoughts and prayers going out to his wife, Rochelle, and their Two daughters. There is a GoFundMe page if you want to help that family out. They definitely will need our support going forward. This has been Growing the Game with Balsy. If you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game, email Michael Ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com. Balsy can be heard weekdays in Regina on 104.9 The Wolf Morning Show and during Saskatchewan Rough Riders and U of Rams broadcasts on 620 CKRM.